Hi. <laughs> uh, you guys listening to this, we appreciate you guys. You guys are helping us grow this podcast and helping us push forward and do what we want to do with this thing. We just keep growing every time. So if you're new to listening to this, welcome. You guys might be disappointed or might not, but welcome. And we hope you guys stay around, subscribe, like it, share it with a friend. Tell everybody you know about this podcast. Let's, let's fucking blow this thing up. Um, also, we talked about this last week, but you ever heard of Mountain Primal Meat Company, Kevin? Why, yes, Jake, I have. Oh, holy shit. By golly. Uh, Mountain Primal, we're partnered with them. They have delicious meat, grass-fed. Well, I don't know if it's grass-fed. It, I'm guessing it's grass-fed, but it's antibiotic-free, hormone-free. I um, mean... American Highland beef. Yeah. I'm guessing they eat grass. Um, they have so <laughs> many videos of them out there. In the pastures? They're in... Yeah. Check out their Instagram, too. They're at Mountain Primal. That's yeah. where you can kind of see more about what that company is about. But their stuff's delicious. Me and Kevin both eat it. And yeah, don't get that fuck... Don't get your beef from Walmart. If that's all you can afford, move something else aside that you don't need. Maybe wine for a day or two. Well, actually, the prices Mountain Primal aren't that bad. So that's what I'm saying is just don't need to buy that Walmart well, shit meat. Even better, we can get you listening to this fifteen percent off. We can when you order Mountain Primal. Type in Mission Prep, all one word, at checkout, and you get fifteen percent off. So go go get yourself some meats and also help support an awesome company with awesome people. You can go back and listen. We've had a couple of their people on, including their founder, John Moss, and kind of give you the gist of what their company is about. So go to mountainprimal.com and tell them we fucking told you to go there because it makes us look good. Let's get into our episode today. Our guest is Bert Soren. Bert is co-owner and president of Sorenex Exercise Equipment. They provide pretty much like all the NFL teams, major league baseball, NBA with all their workout equipment in their locker, in their workout rooms, um, from the Lakers to the Patriots to all of them. So pretty high quality shit. And we keep calling it shit. We said that in the episode a bunch of times, I almost <laughs> felt bad, but it's not shit. It's a really high quality workout equipment. And actually one thing we didn't even go into into with Bert was the outdoors stuff. I know. They have Sorenex outdoors too. I know. I, and yeah. he's really big in the outdoor world, hunting, fishing, all that good stuff. And he has some workout equipment that's based around that. Yep. Um, so go check out Bert on Instagram is a good place. Bert Soren, Sorenex. Go check out their website, all that good stuff. And we uh, had a good conversation with him today. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Kevin's looking at his, he's looking at Bert's Instagram as we speak. Yeah, I'm just being super gay right now. Um, he's really checking him out. Mm, he's, a be- he's a beast of a man with a really good beard. He is, I like that black rack. Mm, it says freedom. Oh, that's the Jocko one. That is the Jocko one. Yeah. So, yeah, he makes like custom stuff too. Custom workout equipment. and He makes it for like Jocko, Joe Rogan, Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, a lot of different people. And... He's a, just a all-around cool dude. So enjoy the episode, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Do it. YouTube and all that good stuff as well. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Yeah, you look sexy. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I look like I've been on uh, about a 12-day bender, so it's perfect. <laughs> he's He's got that beard that's not quite as good as Roger's from what Roger said. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. Yeah, so awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I love, love being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir. So I've been – I think both of us have been following you for quite a long time, at least following your company. I mean, everybody – I think everybody's heard of, of Sorenex. <laughs> From, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. It's I'm trying to remember like the because I, I was some probably somebody I follow on Instagram or something is the first time I saw you guys. I almost want to say it was Wes Whitlock because yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Wes and I have been buddies for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I've I've followed him for a long time, and I think I remember seeing him using your stuff and 
that's kind of how I became familiar with you. And then Kevin comes from yep. a, Kevin was in the fitness world, you know, he owned a CrossFit gym and stuff for a long time. So he knew of you that way, I would imagine. Yeah. Cause we had to have Sornex equipment because we were attached to a, uh, um, an outfitter. So like we had ro- a lot of rogue stuff, obviously it was CrossFit, but sure. we had actually a lot of Sornex too. Um, cause yeah, cool. yeah. Cause the outfitter, they would supply a lot of stuff for, uh, like MLB and at, former NFL athletes that live here and stuff. And they all obviously use Sornex, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, I liked sense. it. I liked the Olympic plates. They're, were, they're were pretty nice. And for what I was doing with them and, um, yeah. Lifting them and things like that. Yeah. Just throw them around <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Put them on my butt, put them on my butt, but no, like whatever you yeah. do with weights. Yeah. But it was fancy too. Cause when I was, when I was in the army, like most lifting we did was like cheap shit, you know, it was like Olympic lifting with like iron plates just trying not to right. drop them and, and in deployment, you're just working out in the dirt, just with your shirt off, just being masculine as fuck. Like you can get so fit with just nothing, you know, a pair of rings and some sandbags and just a little grit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it helps that you're like 19 at the time too. Yeah. Cause you realize everything you're doing is like on uneven ground and your hips are getting thrown out and you're saying, yeah, it's cool. Get over it. Perfect. This is going to work out great later on in life. Let's keep going. Maybe yeah. more weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More weight. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, that's why you're already so fucked up now. Part of the reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, getting blown up has something to do with it, you know. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, well, Just yeah. a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, Sorenex supplies, like, big sports teams and stuff, correct? With all their yeah, workouts? Yeah, that's kind of our main market is um, big sports teams and uh, military or even just, you know, general military operations. So, that's that's really, I'd say, 85% of our business is there. Um, we, we certainly sell to smaller gyms and home gyms and things like that, personal performance centers. But, you know, our day in, day out, what we're really built for is uh, kind of the more institutional setting of just, you know, customers that come in, then we, we dial it, you know, down to the bolt exactly what they want and build out a full system. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause what, like I've heard you guys are with like the Lakers, the Patriots. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If they're NFL, uh, MLB, NBA, most likely they have something of ours. Oh wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. when when did so did your your dad started Sorenex? Is that correct? My dad started in 1980. Yeah, so when I was a little boy, I was like maybe four at the time, and so he started that. And we had Soren playgrounds. And so he was a teacher and you know, my, both my parents were teachers and he started soaring playgrounds. And so we were doing that for years and then started soaring equipment, which was the exercise side of it. And he had to kind of make a choice if he was going to keep teaching and running two businesses. So he kind of called them off at different times. And I think we kind of officially went full tilt after soaring equipment, probably in the early to mid eighties. Um, but we had, we'd been going since 1980. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's and like I said, just from following you guys online, I see like you you guys have your winter strong and summer strong events, which those look fucking awesome. They're a good time. Yeah, it They're looks a good like time. It. Yeah, well, now since since we started this podcast, a lot of the people we've talked to run in the same circles as you and and all these companies, oh, yeah? and yeah, we we talked to a lot of Black Rifle guys, which I know you you know all them. Yep, those are some good dudes. Yeah, they've uh, I've known those guys since really they started up. Yeah, um, I think I have an email still. I went back and forth with Evan in 2014 or 15. Yeah, about getting some some uh, coffee made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, well, he had to hit me back. He's like, "Sorry, man. Like, we're just completely slammed." It's like right when they started blowing up, and mm-hmm. so I always give him a hard time. He never gave me my uh, my <laughs> my uh, custom coffee made. I'm trying to be an early adopter. Yeah. 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 I will. I think, yeah, I messaged you cause you, I think you posted a picture or something of the, the rack they have there at black rifle in salt Lake. And we went down there to salt Lake and saw that thing in person. It was pretty cool. Pretty impressive. Oh, thanks. Thanks. It's, it was a cool looking space. And, I, and that, that's what we, you know, that that's what we do best is when people come in, they say, here's my space. Here's my intent. Here's what I'm going for. My requirements, budget amount. And almost like an interior designer going there and really design out a full system that hits all the modalities they want for the training effect and to reduce bottlenecks to maximize their their funding and everything like that and come up with something that's almost always <clears throat> is unique in some ways. You know, I mean, there's a lot of companies that make 
good black racks or whatever. That's fine. Um, and we could also do that. That's just not as interesting in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, there's a, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a mode for that, but you know, I, even the design of the Sorenx is nice cause I've used them at BSU. Like I'm a senior now, um, at BSU and I've, I've used your shit there too. I'm like, it's nice, man. It's fucking sturdy. It's not going anywhere. You know, nah, there's, nah. there's, there's less like, there's less moments, right? You have these, you have a moment. Sorry, I'm in the physics program, so I'm fucking nerd out real quick. But like, <laughs> it's where the, the, you know, you have those moment arms on anything that's a structure and that's cross members, right? And then, you know, the, uh, and when you use, like, I love rogue stuff and I have rogue stuff, but you get a lot more sway with the way they build, especially when you have heavy loads on there. And so that's why I appreciate about the Soarings that I've used at the BSU. I'm like, okay, I fucking get this. I get why it was engineered this way because you just feel like when you pay for it, it's like, shit isn't going to move on you. It just feels better. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's um, years of doing it and years of using it. You know, um, I mean, I'm 44 now, almost 45, and I was building Sorenex equipment when I was 15. So 30 years ago, I was working in the shop, or almost 30 years ago, I was working in the shop building stuff. So it's, you know, we, we didn't just come on in the last 10 years or so uh, as we've been doing it. And so there's little tricks of the trade that you learn, and you learn the hard way, and it's just it's how it is. You know, we we have equipment that's been in professional facilities right now longer than most companies have been in business. Yeah. So right. You get, you get a, a little bit of a body of work there. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, I've, I don't have <clears throat> as nearly as much experience in different, you know, workout equipment from different companies, but just from like people I know and have seen, they've used your shit. They have nothing bad to say. Ever. It's well, always that's good. They didn't screw up too badly. Then. Uh, right. I would hope not. Well, unless they don't use it. Like, uh, I pay way too much money for this. Like, well, you don't fucking <laughs> well, use see, it. That, that'd probably be right. my, my problem. <laughs> yeah. People say, oh, it's expensive. I'm like, well, is it more expensive than some things? Yeah. But most people don't really look at the actual price and see that it's not that much more expensive than most things, especially when it's made in the U.S. And it's always more, it's kind of like in, in long distance running or running in general it's more expensive or it costs more resource to lead. So if you're having to innovate and change the industry, it's, it is a more expensive method to do it. Whereas if, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that just, we come out with something, they purchase one online, they get it to their place, they reverse engineer it. And three months later, they have it on the, their website. They don't pay a sales crew. They don't pay an R and D crew. They don't have to like do all that stuff. And it's, you know, the second runner in line has, they don't have to break the wind, you know, they, they, they just get to kind of draft and cruise. And, you know, a lot of the industry is drafted off of us. Yeah. And, well, especially the chat. In, in, in that you, it's a, it's a less expensive operation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, I, I respect the integrity. I pay my money towards the integrity. If you buy a local, you buy what you believe in. That's and not everybody's like us. Obviously there's people that just don't yeah. give a fuck. Right. And there's, a, yeah, there's totally. yeah. And then there's the Chinese, the Chinese grind steal all of our shit, dude. To go to every no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> no, never. Dude, yeah, never. they just they just show up at every expo down in Las Vegas and was writing shit down. Like, just yeah. so, someone go choke that motherfucker out. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why I don't even show up to some of those conferences. I might walk the floor, but I don't show my stuff there. All I'm doing is giving the Chinese competition or overseas competition, two or three years head start that they're going to get, they're going to copy me anyway. Why am I going to give her two or three years head start? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. An, it's interesting. It, it's gotten bad recently. You know, you get companies like, you know, ones that you've already mentioned, like, you know, those guys will copy things and then people copy them. And then the Chinese companies copy them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Ah, geez, whatever. Yeah, all, uh, all you can do is try to stay ahead of it. Just stay true, stay true to what well, yeah. you guys do. And at the end of the day, they pay for it because it might look similar now at this point, and you realize it's it's not. Yeah. It's not built the same. It's not yeah. you know. It's not tempered the same. You know, well, there's a reason they say well, it, it doesn't have the same intent, right? Like I could, I could, I could take a picture of you right now and dress the exact same way as you're dressing, but I don't know why you wore what you wore or like your gear. Like when, when you were operating, like I could go, all right, I'm going to be an operator now, or I'm going to do these things and be a soldier. I'm like, I'm going to do and get all the gear. But like, I don't know why you carry your primary a certain way or your secondary or your med kit or whatever. 
you know that and you know there's a reason you knew what came before it you know what what comes after it because you have experience there a picture could only tell you so much so that's where the copycats they come out and their stuff might look like ours and some of it's i mean honestly a couple people have some pretty good ideas that's great good for you i'd much rather you you beat me versus just copy me mm. you know and so yeah that, that's it you know i mean you have to you have to be in it you have to pay your dues you have to love what this is all about and if not then okay great mm-hmm. you're second or third to the trough like yeah that's well, fine yeah well, also like like i said we've heard about how good your equipment is we've also heard from a couple people we've talked to on here how good of a dude you are I'm not trying to kiss your ass or blow smoke up it but uh i think we were sitting we sat down with with lucas from black rifle lucas sohara and oh, yeah. man he had nothing but good things to say about you well, and, Lucas is not an intelligent person. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lucas is awesome. Like, man, that guy. Yeah, man. He's one of those dudes that I haven't known very long, maybe a year, maybe a little over. But it's like every time I have interaction, every time I'm around him, you're just like, man, where have you been my whole life? Why haven't we hung out more? And I have I have nothing but just great things to say about Lucas and just. I wish he lived closer. It sucks that like he used to live in Atlanta and then now he's, he's way up there at black rifle, but you know, I hang with those dudes a good bit. So hopefully we'll get to, we'll get to see each other in a couple of weeks actually. Yeah. Awesome yeah. After, after we talked to him, we were kind of just shooting the shit and he's like, who do you guys want to have on? Who have you not had on? Who do you want to talk to? And we were kind of putting out a list and he, he mentioned you. He's like, have you talked to Bert yet? I'm like, no, we haven't. That'd be a fucking good one. But then I'm, <laughs> I always, I don't want to put people out, so I never did hit him up and say like, "Hey, connect us." So I just reached out to you. I'm glad you fucking responded. But yeah, it's, well, yeah. I mean, I just pour over my DMs all day. I'm like, "Hey, man, when can I do a podcast? This would be great." <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's what you're <laughs> doing really. all day. <laughs> well, no, you know, no, I, no, I, I appreciate Lucas uh, setting us up. That's great. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm honestly very extremely honored to be on the podcast. Like oh, that cool. is, uh, that it's, it's still kind of surreal that people give a shit about hearing me talk. But, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. that's that's why that's, you're you're probably not not a complete asshole. I guess you might call yourself an asshole, but you're you have humility, which is good. <laughs> well, yeah, and, but the thing is, when you're an ass kicker at what you do, you know, it's like they call me a tyrant, but it's like, well, really, I'm just I'm an ass kicker, and I'm I'm fucking motivated, and I have a way of doing things, mm-hmm. you know. And people that don't yeah. get that, it's like, cool, go back to your fucking job. We're at the grocery store. We need you, but you know, different yeah. mentality, different mentality, people, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, I don't know. I kind of being a tyrant sounds kind of cool, actually. Probably much meaner <laughs> and cooler than I am. That would be cool. You know, I saw the other day, what was it, uh, The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? I'm yeah. sure you've seen mm-hmm. that. And yeah. they, he talks about it. He goes, Yeah, did they say I'm a tyrant? And it's like, Well, the people who say that probably never won anything, mm-hmm. yeah. never won to win anything. You know, you're like, Yeah. Being overly motivated isn't too bad if you're using it to pull those up around you. And but thankfully, my team we pull each other up. So you know, yeah. if I'm down, they're uh, they're kicking me in the ass. I'm like, hey man, remember what we're doing here? I'm like, right on. Sorry, it's a long week. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the world the world needs all kinds of different people. It needs the people who work on computers. It needs the people that build amazing workout equipment, and it needs still needs those hard nosed, hardworking men even though that's kind of been like become a taboo over the past few years for some fucking reason to be a man. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It would be really bad to be like any bit aggressive or self-sufficient or capable or, mm -hmm. you know, please don't do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I was having this conversation with a friend of ours who he owns a company where they, they do tree work, tree, tree trim and stuff. And, and we were, that's a hard ass dudes to do that. It is. Kevin used to do it with him and, and it's it you gotta have guys who are gonna do that type of work. In my line of work, I'm a truck driver, and that's another thing. It's fading away. Yeah, it's man. a hard ass line of work too. There's there's no like uh, the company I work for. I'm the I've been the youngest guy since I started there almost eight years ago. I'm still the youngest guy because the younger generation isn't doing that type of work, and yeah. it's it, it kind of blows my mind. And but anyways, you, you need those type of guys. You need hard hard ass guys who get off work, drink beer, do all that stuff, and people want to kind of look down upon that nowadays for some reason. And, and I, I mean, what, what we've talked about that on here before, what is a man? You don't have to be some big badass to be a man, but, but we need all kinds of those people in this world. And yeah, it's, 
Yeah, you have less. Look at look at all the men that just abandon their families. So the less you, yeah. if that's your example of what a man should be, and then a, a, a someone's daughter sees that, and then she marries that, and then she prop, you know, she just stimulates more of those guys mm-hmm. that like that. Worse, you know, and in a world where we don't grow up anymore, learning character development, you know, it's about causes and right, you know, like you should, you know, by the time you're eight, you should be standing against, you know, global warming and racism. It's like, how about we make a good person first and they can think for themselves about that bullshit. Not bullshit, but about all that shit. Mm-hmm. Make a good person uh, first. I agree. You know. I agree. My kids don't know anything about any of that at all. A- at all. I mean, I'll probably get shit for this, but my when all the race stuff was going on, my daughter came home and asked if we were black or white. I had no idea. Yeah, well, I think that's... <laughs> That's good. Kids should be obli- yeah. oblivious to. Yeah, she had no idea because people are people in our world are people. Yeah, in black, white, red, green. It doesn't matter. They're people. We never. And actually, my uh, my son, he saw who who did he see? He saw someone. It was they were like an older, they were a bit older than him, and and it was an African American gentleman. And he's like, "Look, we're twins." And my son at the time was like eight, mm-hmm. and he's a white kid because. I'm white. <laughs> and and he said that like an older person, like 15, 16 years old, he's like, look, we're twins. And it was because they had the same color shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. It, they were, that was as far as it went. Mm-hmm. He didn't see anything. Hey, look, you also have a shirt on this, this color. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and why can't that be it? I mean, they're going to get faced with enough bullshit in their life. Yeah. Why not have their life be pretty solid and just kind of loving up on people and, and, like that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Well, and that's that's all we can do as fathers is you teach your kids just how to be a good person. And like right. my my kids, both my kids are both half Mexican, half white. Mm-hmm. They, they don't fucking know. They have they don't know the difference. And kids. I mean, my little guy, he looks he looks like me, but he he had said he's like, I'm not Mexican. He doesn't even know what Mexican is, other than his mother and his mother's family are Mexican. But he's like, I'm not Mexican. Cause he doesn't know, he doesn't know what race is. And, and I think if you raise, if you raise them the right way, they're, that's never going to mean anything to them and it shouldn't mean right. anything to them. It's, sure. it's just, I think that's what the world needs is just good parents and good role models for the next generation, which I think there's a lot of us out there. The right. Well, if we're not love, if, if we're loving on each other too much, we can't argue. And if you can't argue, you can't pit people against one another. Thus you can't control, you can't create a power, struggle and you can't create someone has power mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's unfortunately you know that that's what's occurring in my opinion right now is you know i told this to joe rogan he actually told the story on one of his podcasts it was you know i, I told i said i think what's happening right now is well okay here's the story so when i was in college i was standing in the uh the field and i was a hammer thrower and we have these fire ant piles all around the the field right and you're stepping on them and crap like that and so you're bored you're like 20 years old and between throws and i would i realized that they would never come out and uh the 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 grounds people at this university would never come out and kill the fire ants so what i realized i would take a dixie cup from the water jug i'd scoop up a scoop of fire ants on this one from this mound and this mound and i would switch them and dump them in each other's mound and i would stick them with sticks piss them off real good well of course they'd start swarming all around well i guess they'd release pheromones and you talk about the biggest battle royale of all time, like <laughs> thousands of fire ants just killing the shit out of each other. Oh, damn. And I thought it was hilarious because I'm like, you guys are like 10 feet apart. You never screw with each other. But when I come over here, I jam you up, you know, and y'all all literally kill yourselves completely to the point where there's no fire ants on this field anymore. Mm-hmm. And I told Joe, I was like, I think that's what's occurring right now politically. I think that there's an outside hand that's taking this group of people and this group of people and just putting them together and shaking the jar to the point where we're all going to fight each other. And everyone thinks it's the other guy's fault, but they need to realize there's some idiot that's above everyone unknowingly and invisibly shaking the jar and, and creating the fire ant pile. Right. And I think Snoop Dogg actually heard that and created the fire. He talked about like, red ants and black ants or whatever, but it was interesting. It was like two weeks after Rogan said it. And um, 
I, I fervently believe that's what it is. I, I, I'm not necessarily going to make uh, statements of who I think that hand is, mm-hmm. but I think people are inherently, they want to be good, whether they are good or not. They want to be on the side of right. I don't think there's too many people that want to be the villain. Mm-hmm. But if you are if you villainize another group that looks or has a different whatever, religious, socioeconomic, name something, you could create a fight. Mm-hmm. And, and the key is, who does it benefit if everyone loses? Not us. It will benefit someone. <laughs> not yeah. us. Not us. Not the ants. So yeah. then when everyone needs to stop for a second and go, hold on a second. <laughs> all We're all these ants and we're fighting like shit. Who's, who's shaking the jar? Mm-hmm. And why? More importantly, why? Yeah. yeah. Why? Yes. That's my rant. Well, I, <laughs> no, I, I agree 100%. I think man it takes sometimes it takes some shit to bring people back together you know what are we going to do do we need to you know do we need a fucking meteor do we need another world war do we need china to just come invade america 9-11 worked pretty good didn't it yeah right that's like they build you up to that we're building you up and dividing you so that we can take more control because now the government needs to intervene right the government puts itself in in some position to intervene and it's just like we use 9-11 and also made the patriot act right Interesting how it just coincide with each other, right? They get themselves in a position to take more power or control, and they do facilitate something, right? Mm-hmm. It's and it, it's happened numerous times. That was just so obvious because of we already had in, going into internet age and everything else, and some people had cell phones at the time, you know. So I mean, it, I think it was just more obvious at that time when it happened. Well, I, I also think like like there is like you know the conspiracy theory side of things where. They think like, hey, the government did this. I don't think that. I think something bad happens and the government's like, oh, hey, look at that. These people are a little flustered right now because of what just occurred. Now we can get something over on them. And because I'm I've I kind of I'm skeptical on a lot of things, especially like conspiracy theory related things. But I'm not skeptical so when you don't believe in aliens. I don't think that's conspiracy theory. But <laughs> but no, like so well, conspiracy theory. Think about all right, let's define conspiracy theory. A conspiracy theory is that you have a theory that that there were conspirators in some way, and there may be true. a conspiracy. True, true. So when you when you, it, I think the term in itself has been demonized and villainized, where you just, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Well, what if there's been a conspiracy? Have there ever been cons- conspiracies in the world? 100%. Yes. Did you ever have some, enough evidence where you had a theory that that might be taking place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So based upon that, you are a conspiracy theorist. Unfortunately, the term I, now, do I think there's some crazy ass stuff out there that like, okay, come on, that's just ridiculous. Mm. But what, what is to say that we shouldn't look at evidence and try to arrive at potential reasons and outcomes. And, and, but if that going to, if that's going to be immediately villainized and used bad terminology against so you could say, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Well, mm-hmm. that must mean that you vote Trump. It must mean that this. It must mm-hmm. must mean 50 different bad things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe I'm just paying attention and I have some evidence. And I think that maybe you put this group of evidence together and gosh, it really looks like this could be the case. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just looks like yeah. this. Well, right. I don't know when it became a bad thing to, to have an opinion and question things. I think that's a healthy thing is to question things became, in life. It became bad when what you said was true and it hurt someone's feelings. And then they call you a fascist and said you can't do it. So now it makes them a fascist and they don't realize they're being a fascist. But once again, this all goes back to what Bert was just saying, pinning everybody against each other. Yeah. Like, sure. like, cause I don't, we've talked about this on here countless times. I don't think we're all that different. Like you were just saying, right. I like actually just this weekend, we were up at a cabin with my family. And sure. my wife, one of my wife's family members is from Los Angeles. She's a super liberal person. We had really good conversations around that fire. Nobody was fighting. Nobody was telling each other that they were idiots. And right. the conversation was a really good conversation, which is you should be able to have those, whether it's politics or what, whatever. And I think that's most people. That, well, that's been my experience. It's only been yep. ever bad with someone who is like a liberal or conservative when there's too much hand-waving going around. You know, shit that cannot be ba- shit that's not backed up or can't be verified. It's just hand wavy, off the shoulder fucking comments as if they're facts when they're not. That's when you stir up bullshit. You know, 
That might be my new rule. If having a conversation with opposing views, everyone needs to put their hands in their pockets. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm a big yeah. hand talker though. That's hard. Yeah. No, you gotta- I agree. But, but like, you really have to like pick your, your, you know, if you're sitting like this and you have to make your point, you really better pick your words. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, with your words and your tone and your clarity of action, have a curious and candid conversation to make mm-hmm. sure someone understands what you feel and give evidence for that. So then you can have a good, as you said, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm doing this in your face, uh-huh. well, now the hackles are going up and everyone's kind of wigged out. And then, then all that nonsense starts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if it doesn't work, have them hold somebody else's pocket. Cause it's like humility too. Like hold my pocket, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, I love it. yeah. You have a big chain of people that you have to like put your hands in each other's pockets. And you have a big circle. Yeah. yeah. It's like the human centipede, but yeah. <laughs> you know, cut your, cut your pockets out of your pants. Trick. Oh my God. Well, no, I think, I think more people are, have, we have more in common than, than you want to say like the mainstream news or any of that leads us sure. to believe. Cause I have friends that are both conservative and liberal and I love them all. We're all just, we all want the same thing. We want our family to be happy and healthy. And it's, yep. I think a like, things like podcasts are important because you you can hear normal people everyday people talk about their lives and we've had a little bit of everybody on here and we all have shit in common all of us do yeah that's what you you look at you know the one of the best things you could do is turn off your tv and turn off your news and walk around your neighborhood and say hi to people and wave to people on the streets and say hello and ask them how they're doing and things like that. Because there's no, I don't know if there's a liberal lady down the street or a hardcore conservative down the street. I don't know. I'm going to walk around and like introduce myself Mm -hmm. to people and say, hi, how are you doing? I legitimately hope you have a great day. I'd prefer you not to get hit by a car. They make sure you get your kids in. Let me help you out with that. But why aren't people just doing that? Mm Mm-hmm. Because if we're watching the news and watching TV and media and all this other stuff that tells us we're supposed to hate these idiots that did, you won't believe what so-and-so, so-and-so did. Mm-hmm. I know I won't believe it. I don't believe it to start with it. I'm not even going to fucking read about it. Mm-hmm. That's how that's going to work. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's just very interesting that that people, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's sad because we're getting all really, really, really spun up when... Probably if you were to walk down your road and talk to some people, you probably wouldn't like just randomly get in a fight. Oh, and if you are, you're probably an asshole or that person. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah. say, except for that one fucking neighbor, fuck that guy. No, you know, well, that guy. Yeah. Well, he needs to get his ass beat. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, just like I was talking about us sitting around that fire up there in the mountains. We're not on our phones. Sure. We're not watching TV, sitting around a campfire. And it was a conversation and that's all it was. And we had some opposing views and, no fighting, no argument cool. happened. It was just, it was just a talk, which is, and like Kevin here, people who listen to this know he can be very opinionative. And, yeah. and you, I think people who watch the internet and the news and stuff would think someone who's liberal would be very offended and pissed off by that. My wife's family member didn't care at all. She just sat there and had a conversation. And I think that's, I think that's most people. Well, so it's because I also, I also say a lot of hard truths and some people get pissed at me for that, but it's like, it doesn't mean it's not true. It's a hard truth. You know, should we give everybody access to shit and like certain, should everybody have access to, you know, better foods? Yeah, I guess. But unless they're targeting poor communities where you can't put those foods. Okay. And the real question is, should everybody being active since it's in our fucking genes to be outside and doing things with our bodies? You know what I mean? If you are eating carbohydrates and you are sitting on your ass all day, you defeat the purpose of what insulin is supposed to be used for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the hard truth. Oh my God, I just heard from someone that I can't fucking eat carbs or this or that. You're fat I'm shaming. Being, I'm fat shaming, essentially. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe I am, but what kind of example do you want to set for the people around you, right? Sure. Um, and not, we don't have equity from birth. Not everyone's built the same, but we got to do the best with what we got. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, but and everyone they, you know, has strengths and weaknesses. You yeah. know, I certainly have glaring weaknesses and then I either can choose to try to make those better or I can team up or hire those around me that cover my back in those weaknesses because I'm bringing some things to the table that I happen to be very good at mm-hmm. that I'm bringing to the tribe. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's like this, the social aspect of all this. And you talk about conversation. I know I mentioned it earlier. The two biggest things, if, if you could be curious 
and you can be candid mm -hmm. in your conversation with one another. Curious as in, I actually care what you have to say, and I'd actually like to ask you a question and not just wait for you to finish so then I get to talk, but really concerned of what you what your point of view is. And then candid, when you ask me a question, I'm actually going to tell you what I think or feel about that. And if we could just drop the bullshit and do that, works out pretty well. Yeah, because when you go too long without doing that, then everything you say offends somebody. Because they're <laughs> never because they're never they're never used to that. Like what? I was just saying like to you it's like or to me or to Jake, it's like I just gave you a response. What are you upset about? It's like, well, you told me the truth. You didn't just fluff it up for me, like, well, come on, man. Like I'm helping you by saying this this way. So yeah, the candid And I'm wasting my time if I ask you something and you and you're not candid with me because I, I don't need to hear a story. I'll go watch a movie if I want to hear something, watch something fake. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't have time. So, all right. In that case, like if you're just going to fluff things or lie to me, you've kind of made yourself obsolete in my life because I'm not going to spend my hard earned time that this little bit of time I have on this planet hearing stories mm -hmm. or I'll say, Hey, tell me a made up story. And then <laughs> I get to yeah. Well, and like yeah. as a fat guy, most of my life and I'm trying to change that currently, I welcome fat shaming. <laughs> I think it's a good, cause it's motivating. It and works. It, it does, man. And like works. when I've had my ups and downs with, with fitness and stuff and Kevin's my go-to guy for, for help with that. But when I'm starting to put on weight, I want my wife or my best friend to tell me like, Hey man, you're, yeah. you're not looking healthy. Let's get in, let's get in the garage. Let's get after it. And that's sure. why fuck the small. It's really fucking hot here right now. We're having a heat wave and at like 10 30 this morning, it was 92 degrees already. And I went on a run. I don't know if that was a good choice, <laughs> but it was a good choice. I feel better about yeah. myself today because I did that. And sure. I think, like I said, as a fat guy, I welcome fat shaming. And yeah. as long as you're not, you're not trying to do it for ill intent. You're not trying to hurt somebody. But if you're trying yeah. to motivate no, you, them to be you, a better person. Oh, or weak shaming or anything like that. I mean, I've been a weak person or, or less than desirable at a performance. And you know what got my ass up doing it? It wasn't everyone going, boy, you could almost mm -hmm. get there. They're like, no, dude, you suck. Yeah. You just choked your ass off at this meet. And you pretty much suck right now. And you get your shit together or leave. Like those actual statements motivated me. Then I was like, oh. You, you gave me criteria, you, you gave me a criticism, you gave me a criteria, and you gave me an out. Mm -hmm. Get your shit together or leave. Or leave. Okay, so I don't have to leave. You're not telling me to go away. You're just telling me, if you want to stay, you have to do these other things. If you also find them valuable, that you'll do them. Then I was like, okay, cool. So I need to get my shit together. Got mm -hmm. it. Now, how do I do that? Hey, how do I need to do that? It was, you either better get your grades up or you need to throw really far. Got it. I have my criteria. And then it was whether I wanted to do that or not. That actual candid answer was the best thing they could do. Someone saying, hey, Bert, you're a nice guy. People like you. And I think you'll be good one day. That wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, have done anything. I agree fully. I'm, I mean, I'm that way with my kids. I have two boys. And when they fail at something, I try to not tell them, hey, it's okay. I say, hey, why did you fail? Was that person, if they lose sure. something, was that person better than you? If they were and you want to be better than them, then you got to work. My older son was in jujitsu and we had that conversation a lot. A kid would beat him and I'd tell him, hey, why'd they beat you? Were they were they better than you? And he'd kind of think about it and it's like, okay, you got to work a little harder if you don't want them to be better than you. And right. I, think, I think that's how it should be. I don't think, yeah. I know it's like popular to say like, don't give participation trophies and all that shit, but I agree with it because you got to tell your kids, you got to show them that they have to work hard if they want to get where they want to get. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, yeah. Cause with the ribbons and all that stuff too, and all that, the started in what in the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, how many people are in prison right now that have a false sense of entitlement? Mm. Like I wonder where that comes from, you know? Um, and there's nothing wrong with being there emotionally for your kid. If they lose, I was in sports at a young age. If you lose a young, if you lose, you got fourth place or you, you did something silly and you didn't win you don't just immediately berate them right off the bat. Like mm -hmm. that happened to me, right? You don't berate them off the bat. It's like you emotionally support them and do what they need for whatever long it takes, 10 minutes, whatever, 15 minutes, and then we work on that. Mm -hmm. How can we go, where can we build on from here? And they have to get used to that. Like, okay, here's what you did wrong. Or here's why you not getting enough sleep or missing your training days. Here's the outcomes of that. Like here's yeah. how, then you make a plan. If you don't make a plan, you're just talking, right? 
So we make a plan. How do we go? Where do we go from here? How do we do this? And how can we employ it? And employ this plan and see where it works. And it usually works. And it usually has something to do with putting hard work in. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, it's we're not. It's so weird because people don't do that a whole lot anymore. When I say people, I just mean there's a good amount, a chunk of people in America that are like, man, that's so hard. I can't do that to my kids. That's just maybe it's just avoid sports altogether. You know, it's like you know, they'll be a good person. Like, cool, but I think it's good because I like I like sharing those are the values I have. I like being around people that have those right. values. You know, no matter how old we are, it's like if we get together and it's like, hey, you like, you want to want to have like a butt chug contest? You can do it faster. <laughs> like, I'm competitive. Like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm down. Let's do it. You yeah. know, um, and then the military does that too, reinforces it. The military reinforces, I would say, sociopathic behavior because there's there's none of that emotional space, right? It's immediately, right. you fucking suck, you piece of shit. I can't believe you <laughs> fucked that up. Because what they're trying to do in modern psychology is get you to say, I'll show you, motherfucker. And that's what you do. Sure. I'll fucking show right. you. But then you do it to everybody. Like, oh, you garden? Let me fucking show you how to garden, <laughs> motherfucker. And like, it's like, I'll be better at everybody that, at everything. You know, kind of, some people, it makes them go too far, you know, especially Marines, I feel. But, <laughs> so that, but that's uh, in a certain, in a certain, um, job description that's uh that's pretty much needed right yeah, i mean yeah. that's, that's one, one of those you're like hey i hope these marines are like really super well adjusted and like really cuddly and like <laughs> that'd be awesome we're going to send them into fallujah man i hope they are really in touch with their feelings yeah and 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 you know and really you know enjoying every step of the of the journey it's about the journey like nah you want to get those guys to kill a bunch of dudes yeah yeah Mm-hmm. that's how that works yeah and uh, you know think about the the mercury as- mercury astronauts if you think break it down they valued going to the moon more than and potentially dying versus staying with their families and being around with their families sure. right they're yeah they're selfish pricks but do you move the ball forward in a country without selfish pricks no like i was saying the world the world needs those guys still yeah and 100 it needs hard-nosed people and it needs guys who are who are motivational to other people as well I mean, I would say you're one of those. Uh, oh. What's your you're saying? Burn the gas. Like, yes. I'm not even I'm not even lying. Today when I was running, that went through my head because I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" Because I knew we were talking to you today. Hey man, it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, but you're right. Like, motivational, hard ass people are really the a lot of times the backbone, or at least the the war cry for the regular people out there to, to elevate. Right. And, and, you know, not to get again, political, but how do you, how is, how could you break down a society? You take out those people, mm. you take those people out of, out of the population. And then, you know, I, as a kid, I never understood why the old, like, uh, like the old military, like back hundreds of hundreds of years ago, they had like the drummers, you know, like, what the hell do you have a drummer for? Like you're, you're playing music while you're walling out there trying to fight. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, sneaking around and doing the whole deal. You know, like, nah, if you and you and the boys are out with axes running at this group of dudes with axes, like some, some theme music is probably a pretty good plan. Mm-hmm. Like getting pretty, getting amped is probably a good idea at this point to go berserker. And you're like, Oh, so the, so like that drummer, it's a pretty important person or the bagpipes or whatever it may be. Like that was important. And it, they didn't have a gun. They didn't have another, but they were getting people amped mm-hmm. to go out there and, and elevate their game, you know? And so you look at that and, and, and you go, okay, the world needs those people. Um, or uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know how to get out of that, that maze of mediocrity. And they, they just stumble around in there their whole, their whole life when sometimes it's a pretty straight shot, there's not even really a maze. It's just that straight shot might be uphill and they don't know how to do that. Yeah. I never even thought about that with the drummers, but that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like intuitive. Like before we got in a mission, we're just like, blowing that cannibal corpse up say, all right let's go get it man like you know well yeah, I mean, think, but, but that was your drummer right yeah, yeah yeah think about when you're working out like i i love working out with hard hitting music because it makes me want to do it harder mm-hmm. correct then, uh, or yeah. if you're a complete psychopath you do it in the in, in total silence nope i'm not there yet Dude, those, those <laughs> guys, yeah, I, I know people i sometimes do that just to test if i'm just absolutely insane or not and yeah then you're like gosh, the silence is weird. And you're like, wow, I wonder if I could do a bunch of weird things in my head right now that just <laughs> clog the whole airspace right now with sound. Yeah. 
And then an hour later, you're like, hey. And then someone might see my video on Insta. They're like, dude, you don't listen to music when you train. I'm like, oh, sometimes I don't. What, what kind of savage are you? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm not there for sure because there's something about music that when you're oh, working yeah. out, man, that one song comes on. Everybody has a couple of those. And you're it's like, certainly a performance yeah. enhancer, no question. Yeah, a hundred. I, that's I like what you said about the drummers in war. I would have never, I never thought about that. That's kind of cool. Well, why, why they do the bagpipes, right? They were, yeah. they were just had this. And if you've been around pipes, which I'm sure you have, like at first they're annoying, and then they kind of get into your bones, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right, you know, I hear them now. The hair stands up on the back of my neck. Like, well, I competed in those games. So when I heard mm-hmm. that, it was it was fight time. It was time to go. Yeah, you know. And uh, you could see how, especially if that was bred into you, you know, and you show up at, you know, these cats have a, a little drummer boy and you're cranking bagpipes, these shrill, <laughs> horrible sounds. And all your dudes are just amped and faces painted with spears and shit. And yeah. you're like, this is about to get live. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I could get it like that, that, that vibe would just, would just be contagious among the men. Yeah. Yeah, when, or when what bagpipes kick into like an ACDC song, it sounds fucking badass. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. Oh, shoot. So, uh, yeah, so you, you competed in the Highland Games then, huh? I did, yep. Competed uh, off and on. Actually, my first game ever was, so I think September 11th was on a Wednesday, a Tuesday or Wednesday? I can't remember. I think it was a Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. And so Saturday, that Saturday, I think it was what the 16th, 17th, or whatever it was, was the uh, the Charleston Highland Games were the was the first sporting event since 9/11 that they had, and that was my first Highland game ever. Oh wow! And uh, so that was my first game, and then I did them off and on throughout my like while I was training to try to go to the Olympics and the Hammer, and then in 2006 I jumped into them a little bit more he- heavy. And then seven, and then I turned pro in 08 and did them for a couple of years there. And then my body just finally uh, tapped and was like, all right, we're, we're done. Mm. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're big, but you're not that big. And then <laughs> so the, the red line kind of finally paid off, like uh, came, caught me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That happens to everybody, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess burning out is, better than fading out or something like that. But anyway, I just ran out of body and ran out of time. And you realize the, the price tag associated with what your goals are. And you realize when you can no longer pay it. Mm. So that's yeah. where I was at that point. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize it about when you're a professional athlete, I'm not talking about like a curling or anything like, but when you're a professional physical athlete, you know um, what it really does. You really are sacrificing for, some greater cause something ahead of you you know um oh you're giving away days of life for seconds of enjoyment yeah mm-hmm. right. well think, think about fighters man like oh they're you know the brain damage and all the stuff that comes along with fighting but they know what they're doing and they're going for that glory and they love it you yeah. know but and that's a lot of professional athletes football i mean sure. <laughs> those guys are getting knocked around but it's right are, are you willing to do it is the is the question yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And do you see value in the in those legitimate those few seconds? I mean, yes, the process of all of it was fun, but I could still, you know, I could still remember a few high points of my career, both in track and field and and um, lifting and like all the different sports I've done. There's been like a cumulative thirty seconds in each sport that I did for years. That it's like if you stacked all that up, that was the the big endorphin hits and the amazing times that I would relive. And the rest of it was fun at times and was to- totally shitty at times and super super hard at times. And you know, <clears throat> I remember having one throw in training, not even in a meet, and I trained for an entire year just to feel that same feeling of one more throw because I knew it was in there. I wanted to do it again. And you look and you're like, okay, that, that feeling lasted maybe a second, maybe. Mm. And I'm going to do 365 days of hard ass work by myself in a field and lifting weights and all this other stuff, because I enjoyed that feeling that lasts a second one time. Yeah. I'm insane. This doesn't <laughs> make any sense. The, the, the balance sheet on this is idiotic. And then you realize later that the pro the process to chase that is what built the fortress. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, it was, that was really cool. And that, that carrot had to be dangled out in front of me 
Um, and that that's probably it for all of us, right? I mean, there's probably someone that like, I wanted to go do this for 20 years and train my ass off because I love training my ass off for 20 years. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably not the case. You're chasing something. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah, it's like the refined um, aesthetic, right? Yeah, the aesthetic, the vulgar, then the refined. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the base level aesthetic person is just like, man, I'll just take a picture real quick. I'll just fake the funk. They just want the instant gratification. But that refined is like, no, I'm going to put the work in. Like, yeah. I want that that feeling at the end of the day. That's the same person who's like, I'm going to become a medical doctor, go to school for eight to 10 years. Because at the end of the day, I want to be that. You know, like, you got to put some fucking work in to sure. really get to enjoy that. Because how many people get to enjoy those 30 seconds? Not a lot of people because they don't want to put the work in. You know, like, well, yeah. I can't I can't get this in like three days. Can I be a professional at something in like three months? Because if it's not, then I just don't want to get into it. You know, like... Yeah. Come on. The hard paid 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And yeah. it's like me with the guitar right now. I will, I will probably, I've wanted to learn how to play the guitar my entire life, <clears throat> but I haven't wanted to learn to play the guitar enough where I actually sat down and learned how to play <laughs> the guitar. I have to be realistic about that. I think it's super cool. I have a guitar. I keep going, you know what? I'm going to sit down tonight and start doing chords. And there's something about me that goes, man, that would be awesome to be a beginner in something again. And then there's something terrifying because I go, I have so little time in life. I'm about to start another journey that I won't get to those 30 seconds for maybe decades. Shit, I'm running out of time. Yeah. And uh, so like the guitar, I just, I have it hanging on my wall and I keep going, all right, pick it up. And then I see one of my other buddies, he'll pick it up and start playing. You know, after a couple of years, he's like pretty good. And I'm like, damn it, I should have started. (laughs) <laughs> this makes me mad yeah, yeah exactly yeah I, I i i also want to learn the guitar but i mean i play drums in a couple like metal bands and stuff but i just like i have so much in my head that i'm like man i need to learn how to play guitar because a lot of fucking ideas up here that you guys don't get you know like you know <laughs> yeah there you go pick, I, you picked the perfect time yeah I, I tried to learn guitar i still have the very first guitar i ever got i never got lessons or anything but i know some of like the beginning coolest riffs of songs and that's about it i never did learn like a full song you're but. considerably further along than i am <laughs> like i have a sweet ass fucking guitar but i can play the shit out of smoke on the water though yeah. oh i would just sit around campfires playing that for everyone if oh. that was the case yeah just trying to get laid just like oh. i like go to my wife and like hey check this out and i just keep doing it like, right, like oh my god <laughs> I haven't heard that 800 times. Yeah. Please stop. No. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, dude. We'll let you get out of here. I don't want to hold you on here too long. Right on, man. Um, I appreciate the time. Dude, yeah. we, we appreciate you coming on. I'll, I'll keep you on after I end record. Just ask you a couple questions. But, yeah, sure. you're, you're a motivational dude. And I, it was really cool talking to you today because, like I said, I've been following you for a little bit. And you motivate me. And I'm sure you motivate a lot of fucking people. So, I appreciate Thanks you. a lot. That, mean, that means a lot. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. Yes, sir. We Thank appreciate you. you.